Today, Steve Bannon gets jail time for ignoring a subpoena from the January 6th committee. The White House interviews a trans TikTok star. And Bill Gates thinks Russia's invasion of Ukraine could be good for the climate. We've got all of that and more coming up, <laughs> and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, we are joined today by Yaku Bouyans, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line. Also, fellow, but you know what? It's a, it's a day of Blaze TV contributors, actually. Another Blaze TV contributor, John Doyle, also host of Heck Off Kami, who is appropriately dressed for fall weather, which it's I appreciate. True. You should have seen me last week. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's for Blaze TV members only. That's, the, that's for Blaze After Dark? Yeah, when people get to see the pumpkin the pants. The pumpkin pants that he was wearing. Yeah. I've heard of the pumpkin pants. The pu- they, were, they were very fall. I loved it. Uh, also, Blaze TV contributor Alex Stein, host of Conspiracy Castle. Um, so I want to uh, I want to see all the, I mean, I've got these two on and you. We're probably definitely getting banned from YouTube really quickly. So I want to see how quickly that actually happens. But if it does end up happening, make sure that you go over to Blaze TV and subscribe so you can finish watching the episode. Uh, so first up, Steve Bannon has been sentenced to four months in prison and a $6,500 fine for contempt of Congress due to ignoring a subpoena from the January 6th committee. Uh, now, he was claiming executive privilege precluded him from appearing before the committee, and uh, Bannon was released pending appeal. If an appeal is not made, Bannon must voluntarily surrender by November 15th. The Justice Department, of course, was the one who had recommended a six-month six month prison sentence and a $200,000 fine. And when entering the courthouse today, Steve Bannon said, remember this illegitimate regime. Their judgment day is on the 8th of November when the Biden administration ends. And remember, take down the CCP. Thank you. Which I was just on a war room yesterday, and today I'm like, oh, he's, okay, he's being sentenced to four months in prison. Um, you know, it's almost like they're taking these uh, January 6th hearings a little too seriously. Do you think that that's going to backfire for them? I, I really hope so. And we talk about November 8th, and he says November 8th, hopefully this time around, and we can hope a little bit. When conservatives gain a little power, they would actually do something with it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, maybe. Mm-hmm. We can wish for Christmas, <laughs> right? Christmas wish list. Will the real Slim Shady stand up? Will they actually come and do something with the power? Because there can be recourse, significant recourse, if we actually have the chutzpah to do it. Yeah, I I like that you bring that up because um, what conservative Congress members are actually focusing on the political prisoners that are still being detained from January 6th? I can think of one person off the top of my head, which is Alex's friend, yeah, my, Marjorie my, Taylor Greene. My queen. But no, you know, this is the problem, too, and I said this earlier. It's like, even if we get the red wave, it takes time for you to get your legislation passed, to get all your policies in order. So I really, truly believe that they're doing a controlled demolition of America right now and that they know there's going to be a red wave and they'll be able to blame, you know, the massive inflation, the energy shortage, the food shortages and say, oh, well, all this happened with your red wave. So now this is a conservative problem. 
and trick the masses. Yeah, John. Mm -hmm. Two of the red wave, um, you know, he, he said something there that I think is true and it's a good rallying point, but the idea that the referendum on the Biden administration is going to be like just us getting out and voting harder. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you're going to need to vote for people who in those positions are going to use them uh, as they are constitutionally permitted to do to basically like go after these people with equal or probably even greater force than they're doing to us. And I mean, even now you're looking at some of the polling and people are getting excited on our side because you've got like GOP up by like three points or something. Yeah. What does it say about us only having a three-point lead yeah. with how disastrous this country has become? It's like these people really do believe everything that they're saying. They are delusional and they're just importing more and more voters from the third world and eventually our window's going to be shut and it doesn't matter how terrible things get, nothing's going to change just like you see in those other third world countries. Well, I want to make this one point. Bannon, you know, I know nobody wants to go to jail for four months, but I think that would almost be the best career move for him because it'll make him a mortar. It'll make him, you know, it'll just give him credibility in this whole culture war. I, I, Maybe thought, when he's I in thought they were going to slap him with a lot more than that, yeah. to be honest with you. Maybe when he's in jail, he he writes a book or something about... Loses uh, 40 pounds or something. Yeah, I mean, he gets like right? jacked. He yeah. comes out, he's got like a beard. He writes <laughs> it a book. might be good for him. I mean... I mean, okay, you say that. I like your glass half full... Uh, opinion, but I just the idea that anyone is serving jail time not, no, not answering right, to the Sarah. circus yeah, is just absolutely insane. Yeah, it's the way right. that they've weaponized literally every arm of the government to go after conservatives is just so painfully clear. And it's so frustrating. It's so nice to see someone standing up against it. Um, it's just disgusting. Well, but you also got to make this point. We we protested a whole entire summer for George Floyd. Yet the FBI is investigating Donald Trump for some classified documents. They never investigated Hillary Clinton. That's what we should be protesting. Correct. That's what I mean. We should be out in droves saying, "Look at the hypocrisy of who they're going after." But all the conservatives just no. But but to your point, Alex. Honestly, this is a concerning, this is a big concerning matter for me as, a, as an American, new American citizen, right? Because the culture I come from, you punch a bully in the mouth, you, you fight. And historically, we don't show up in numbers. We don't organize 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 people to truly peacefully come and make a stand on the constitutional values we have. We do, when have mm -hmm. we done that? We didn't hold Clinton you know, accountable for smashing cell phones and, and using acid. You know, ever. Mm -hmm. Even when we had the House, and remember when Trump walked in, Sarah, he had the House and the Senate and the mm -hmm. White House. Mm -hmm. And then we just gave up the House. It's, this is my concern. It's we, we, I know we're building business. I know we're the ones keeping this country going, employing people. But then, hey, double down. Sleep when you're dead. You know, <laughs> show up. Go do something because historically we haven't. Yeah. Um, so speaking of, you know, the the federal government just kind of using every arm that they can, every lever that they can pull to uh, to punish conservatives or anyone who believes in free speech, really, at this point in time, the Biden administration is reportedly considering subjecting Elon Musk's business dealings to national security reviews due to how much power he's acquiring, they say. So they specifically want to scrutinize the Twitter deal and uh, SpaceX's Starlink satellite network. Um, their interest in Starlink is probably uh, in reference to the letter that Starlink sent to the Pentagon demanding that they fund Ukraine's Starlink internet. And uh, SpaceX's director of government sales wrote in the letter, we are not in a position to further donate terminals to Ukraine or fund the existing terminals for an indefinite period of time. Musk later reversed course and said Starlink will continue to supply Ukraine with free internet. <laughs> I was, of course, remember after he was put on Ukraine's kill list for like 10 whole minutes, well, which I'm sure he was sweating bullets that 
full 10 minutes. Um, so as we as we talk about the, the conversation with Elon Musk and how the government is targeting him all of a sudden, um, scrutinizing his every move. This also comes at the exact same time that he has announced that he wants to fire most of Twitter's employees to bring down some costs. And when I say most, I mean like 75 percent of them. They currently employ about 7,500 people. And uh, <laughs> I just I love it. He's basically like, yeah, you guys all suck. Um, we're going to need to take the trash out and uh, burn it all down to the ground and start fresh. And that's mm -hmm. how I'm going to do it. I don't know. It just really feels like uh, government is going after the free speech people. 100%. Yeah, if you look at the New York Jets right now, it's a really good football team. Historically, a really bad football team. You got to burn it to the ground mm. and then start over. When a new football coach comes in, he fires all staff and you start over. And I said this from the start, you can't fix Twitter. You got to break it down like boot camp and rebuild it back up. You're not going to, the wokeness in there, but they're going after him because he's got power and he's not one of them. Mm -hmm. They didn't go after Bezos. Did they go after Zuckerberg ever? When Zuckerberg amassed power? No, of course not. They can't control the guy, so then you must right. stop the guy. Right. Because he may just convince Americans that we're actually free and we should do something with it. I feel like they're really, like they're messing with the wrong person. I'm not, you guys know, I'm not like a huge Elon fan. That boy's African, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm not a huge Elon <laughs> fan, but like he's not going to take this lying down. Uh, I'm the no biggest way. Elon fan. I've had the Tesla sticker on my computer since I started making content because he's just at a certain level of not only being on the spectrum, but also yeah. intelligence and wealth. Like the only thing that would ever appeal to this guy anymore are like certain ex, uh, eccentricities that are like no longer material. So things like being the guy to restore free speech, that is like what he's interested yeah. in, even if it's not financially beneficial, even if he's going to be scrutinized by the regime. And, you know, he's not like a conservative or anything. I think he's like literally just interested in like, what if I was the yeah. guy to do this? And yeah, and Yaka makes a really good point because with any sort of power structure, if it's not functioning towards the ends that it was designed to do, you have to burn it down and rebuild it from the ground up. And so he's going to do that with Twitter. Uh, you know, a certain president needs to get into the White House again and do the same thing with the federal bureaucracy, purge it, replace it with loyalists. Because how else are you going to get anything done if the bureaucracy is staffed by people who are disloyal to your agenda and to the people over whom they have sovereignty? So I've heard that Elon's going to... But that's what Joe Biden is doing. No, exactly. Well, that's that, no, that's not well. true. It was already like that. I mean, the bureaucracy has been the way it's been for, for decades. That's why Donald Trump gets in and he can somewhat slow what they're doing. But I mean, it's capable of self-sustaining uh, and, and it doesn't matter who's following or who's directing the orders. They're going to be the way they are regardless. And so unless you delete aspects of it and replace it with people who are loyal, it's not going to function in a way that's beneficial towards the American people. Moreover, who cares if that's what Biden's doing? When he does it, it's wrong because he's stupid. When we do it, it's good because we're right. That well, it's a, a different set of motives, right? It's the same tactic. Satan uses the same ploy that, that, that works in God's kingdom. I mean, you've got to infiltrate. It's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You get in and deconstruct to basic needs. So he gets in, deconstruct the basic needs to destroy America. You want a president to come in and deconstruct to build America. It's the True. same set of principles. And I'm going to get my Twitter back. I think he's saying a week from now the deal goes through. When I get my Twitter back, mm. I'm going DEFCON 3 on libtards. You'll well, see. I'm going to have the biggest Twitter account in the history of online presence. You will. And I want to say this. I, listen, I love Elon. I can't wait to get the uh, computer chip in my brain so I can park my Tesla. But uh, to my point, to my point, when I'm talking about uh, Elon being an Elon stan, He's going to reduce the employees from 7,500 to roughly 2,000. And the employees that are complaining about it in their internal emails say, how
how are we going to control the misinformation on our platform? I'm like, yes, now we can spread misinformation again. (laughs) So going back to the to the FBI for a second, it's just so fascinating to me that leftists are just so addicted to the government being the ones to take care of them and make Mm -hmm. all their decisions for them that they can't fathom when other people don't feel that way. Case in point, uh, a while back, a couple months ago, after all of this FBI craziness started surfacing after the Mar-a-Lago raid, I remember a reporter asking Ted Cruz to clarify something because he had made the comments that we should defund the FBI or whatever he had said. But she's like, are you saying that we should defund the FBI? Like it was like the, the craziest thing that you could ever hear. And I'm like, I hope that's what he's saying. Like, is that supposed to be taboo? Is he supposed to feel bad for saying that? Absolutely defund the FBI. Is that controversial? I I don't understand. No, I think when they talk defund the police, I thought, okay, yeah, let's start with the FBI. Right. Let's start up there and take all that money and push it down to the cops on the street. Exactly. Let's get rid of of that organization. Right. Um, So I want to play, before we have to go to break, I want to play Joe Biden. (laughs) Um, answering a question yesterday. mm, A reporter asked him a question. Um, I wish I could tell you what his answer was, but I genuinely don't know. Watch. Tim Ryan in Ohio said he doesn't want you there. Warnock said he wouldn't say. (laughs) Do you think they're making a mistake? No, by 16 there, I've already gone in for you, and a lot more are asked. Another 20 or so. So I'm going to be going in. <laughs> play it again. Come again. Please play it his again. Facial, again. His facial expression, though, was so funny. As soon as he knew that this wasn't a friendly question, he's like, oh, God. I mean, he just short circuited again. He, I know, I know. He, so, you know, I, I will play it again. I love that you noticed that yeah. because. Yeah, he's short-circuiting, and yes. he gets, he's so angry that he thinks, like, if he just makes this, like, weird fake <laughs> smile with his eyes really big, that it will look normal. Look like Chucky. And yeah. He, yeah, he just looks like deer in the headlights. All right, okay. So we didn't quite make it out the first time. Maybe a second listen, we? we'll, we'll figure out exactly okay, let's what try it is hard. that he's saying. Watch. Tim Ryan in Ohio said he doesn't want you there. Warnock said wouldn't say. Do you think they're making a mistake? No, they're by 16 there. I've already gone in for you, and a lot more asked. Another 20. <laughs> I'm going to be going there. <laughs> it was when I was 16 and I was there 40 and it was hats over here. Oh, hey. <laughs> that was bad. I mean, I mean, it had nothing to do with the Warnock not wanting him to go to Georgia or Tim Ryan not wanting to go to Ohio. Like, he didn't even – that was just total uh, short-circuit failure. I – I don't, I, guys, this is the guy who has the nuclear codes. Remember when they used to say that about Trump? They were like, <laughs> he breathes really loudly. He has the nuclear codes. That's scary. He has to walk slowly down a ramp that's really slippery. That's scary. He holds water with two hands. That's bad. Compare that to what we're watching. John? The adults are back in charge. The adults are back in charge. I love democracy. This is what democracy looks like. Literally, I mean, you've got this like shadow government puppeteering everything while you have the cheerleader who's like this senile, incompetent old man. And then you have the masses all supporting it. Oh, look at my yard sign has aviators on it. Oh, we love Brandon, dark Brandon, stuff like that. It's like dark Brandon because there's no light bulb up there. That's why he's dark Brandon. Oh, I got to make this point. Yeah, yeah, no, he is no, dark. I, I, I trust me, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but my favorite part of Joe Biden, he's the only president in, in United States history as president still calls himself the vice president. Yes. 
<laughs> that's humility. <laughs> that's that, bad. <laughs> that's real. Yeah. And calls the vice president president. <laughs> yeah. By the well. way. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. We we will be back with more. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. So it's really scary to have to realize that you are not as secure as you thought you were, and sometimes that realization comes in places you wouldn't expect. Listen to what this cyber thief has to say about his role in committing home title theft. Nobody thinks that I can take their house and borrow against the house. Oh, no, I have title insurance for that. No, it's in my name, or he would have to get some special document. They would call me. You know, nobody's calling you. After I've stolen the title, borrowed against it, or sold the property, or done whatever I've done with it, it's 60 to 90 days to even figure out that they're the victim of this crime. You know, by that point, you start getting foreclosure notices, and you realize you've got four mortgages on your house. Not only that, you don't even own your home anymore. It's not even in your name. Did you hear him? He was laughing about it. He thinks it's funny. Make sure you aren't a victim before it's too late. Protect yourself and verify your home's title is still even in your name. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com, use promo code RADIO, then register your address for your no-obligation home title report. That is $100 value for free if you go to HomeTitleLock.com, use promo code RADIO. Trans TikToker Dylan Mulvaney. This is a phrase I never thought I would say. Trans TikToker. That's like that's your that's your official title. Trans TikToker Dylan Mulvaney, who recently appeared on Ulta's podcast that went viral for all the wrong reasons, because this dude was talking about girlhood and how he couldn't wait to be a mother someday, which is really I think he's gonna be really sad when someone informs him that he can't actually do that. That's not scientifically possible. Uh, he he went to the White House to discuss trans issues for an interview that will air this Sunday. Watch. It's day 222 of being a girl. I'm in Washington, D.C., and I'm going to the White House to speak to the President of the United States. Oh. You know that phrase, I fear I may have girl boss too close to the sun? Well, that's how I feel today, because I get to sit down with Joe Biden and now this news, and I get to ask him a few questions surrounding trans issues in the United States and talk to him about my transness. And I, I really just want to represent my community the best that I can. And you know what? As silly as I am on here, I'm ready to step up and show that trans people, we're not going anywhere. And that trans kids, they deserve a fighting chance to be their true selves. Okay? Oh my God, I'm running late. Let's go. And y'all are obviously wondering what I'm going to wear to meet He's the president. Going. He's still going. Here you go. It's the trans flag colors. Our queen. Love you. I love you. We're about to go. Is there anything in my teeth? It is there, Queen. I'll tell you why. Leaving on cloud nine. The <coughs> King. president yep, has watched <laughs> Days of Girlhood. It's kind of epic. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying really hard not to cause our edit team to have to make any. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. It's right there, the swear jar. Right it is right there. And I'm going to do my best here. Um, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to toss it to you guys. I'm going to try to, to uh, compose myself for a second. That creature. It says, I know I'm weird over here and I'm, 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 I'm maybe weird. You're equally dysfunctional and in desperate need of help. That is a broken vessel that 100% was sexually abused as a child. That is so discombobulated, has no self-identity. Can you imagine if you're the president of the United States and you have to host these kind of conversations today. Maybe you will also look like Joe Biden, deer in the headlights and completely numb. Because this is a real conversation going on in our culture where the tail is wagging the dog and we're placating 
to broken people. And I'll close with this. Hurt people hurt people. Okay? Nothing about that individual will produce life. It'll produce death. What, um, what trans issues uh, are there, John? What, what issues do trans people face that they're having a hard time with? Because it appears to me that they run society these days. Um, they do not have equitable access to little boys and little girls mm -hmm. to put axe wounds or burritos, respectively, in between their legs with expensive cosmetic surgeries, basically. And Yako's exactly right. This is a form of uh, vampirism. These people are vampires. Right. I mean, they are infected by trauma, and they, they pay that forward by preying upon young children. And uh, it's disgusting, it's disordered, and it's absolutely not normal. And all of the research, like every week, the, um, new study shows that this is good. New study. There has literally, and I, and this is, I've gone through it, I'm going to do a video about it at some point, there's not one single piece of good data that would suggest that anything about this is normal, but of course we know that academia is like extraordinarily biased towards the left, and so they filter what is funded, they censor certain information, so... There's not even a genetic component to this. There is something to be said about men who think they're women having like disadvent, or I'm sorry, they have equal prenatal testosterone um, to men who are just normal. Uh, but there are there is something to be said about women who believe they're men. They do have some weird discrepancy in the, with the amount of testosterone they're exposed to in the womb compared to normal girls. But this is like literally just an obscure fetish that these people are acting out. I mean, that's what it is, and they are like a fraction of the population, especially when compared to the population that's being affected by the policies of this administration, be it yep. foreign or domestic. Right. But those people have like not nearly as proportionate of a representation in the national dialogue, but we're talking so much about trans people and trans kids in particular. Like, oh, these people are just all coming out of the woodwork. All of these kids are trans. If you had a kid who grew up in like Oklahoma on a farm with no internet internet access, he would never think to himself, oh, I'm actually the other gender. This is something that is completely manufactured, and it's anti-natalist because they're trying to make kids gay or trans, anything to prevent them from reproducing because they hate children, because children are the only thing that gives all of us a purpose in this life, ultimately. Yeah. Peter Ducey recently had a viral video where he yelled at Joe Biden and asked him, what's more important, inflation or abortion? And, and Joe Biden basically didn't answer. And My point being is, like, there are some issues for Americans that are more important than others, like inflation, like the fact that we can't buy a single family home. I mean, there's just a, a litany, you know, all the money that's going to Ukraine, but they have to jam this stuff in our face, all the trans stuff, because it's pure mockery. The people that are in control, yes. they want to mock us, and this is what it's doing. It's mocking real women, it's mocking motherhood, it's mocking you know, the most beautiful thing in the world, the creation of life, somebody that can't create life, and trying to be considered the same as a person that can it's just, it's, it's not computable. It's impossible. It doesn't work. But they try to create this false reality. And to me, when I see that, they're mocking us by giving him a platform to go in front of the, in front of Joe Biden when there's so many more issues and so many more important people that need to get in front of him and yeah. talk to him. Which is so dumb on their part, I think, because the, the pendulum swinging back against it is going to, I believe, oh, be very sting. strong and very fierce yeah. because yeah. when you start talking about I trans hope. kids and you start talking about, you know, these drag queen brunches that we're going to and you start talking about their clear attempt to sexually indoctrinate our children, uh, parents are not going to take that crap. I can tell you that. Um, and some lawmakers, at least, are following suit. I want to give you guys a couple pieces of po potential legislation. Virginia State Senator Amanda Chase recently announced plans to introduce legislation to protect children from medicalized gender transitions. Get, like, sometimes I hear myself say these things, and I'm like, I actually can't believe that we have mm -hmm. to 
talk about like the fact that we have to introduce legislation to protect children from medicalized gender transitions. Like this is how far we've fallen in society. The legislation uh, she intends to introduce will be a version of the Save Adolescents from Experimentation Act, first introduced in Arkansas in 2021 to ban gender affirming medical procedures for those under 18. And along with that, the House GOP, now this is, I'm, I'll go off on this on a, in a second. This says, over 30 Republicans in the House of Representatives have proposed a new bill that would prohibit federal funding of programs infused with radical gender ideology like these drag queen story hour events and drag shows aimed at children 10 years old and younger. The bill is called Stop the Sexualization of Children Act. And um, the problem here is that when I just I just read to you House GOP proposes bill. But what I said to you was over 30 Republicans in the House of Representatives. Why? Oh, nee. Why? Right. Why is that so low? Mm-hmm. This is not this should not be a controversial stance to take as a Republican to stop the federal funding of sexually indoctrinating our children. Like, why are these people in office? Can I tell you why? Please. Because America is the number one nation on earth commercializing sex with children. Ninety five percent of the buyers of sex with children are men. And the fact of the matter is most of our arrests are equally in the Republican Party, conservatives and Democrats. You've got people complicit. You've got people inside our party that do not frown upon this, or they would show up, Sarah, and they would vote. They would storm the gates. They would literally rescue the child from the gates of hell, but they're not showing up. In law enforcement, in legislation, they're not showing up. This is what we do every single day. Pastors aren't showing up. Mm -hmm. And then I know, when I go to a pastor and I say, can we come in and train your youth? And he's not willing, I go, this guy's addicted to porn. The pastor. It's so easy, it's so evident. You protect what you're part of. Yeah. That's it. Let that let that penny drop. We have people in our own camp that do not frown upon this. We have to get rid of them, all of them. And retroactively, as they treated January 6 people, every single doctor that performed a double mastectomy on a child should go to jail when we get power back. Mm, I love that. Any final thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I think we need to set a higher standard for what a red state actually is. You yes, know, you'll see do. a headline about like Red state governor says that liberals need to wait until kids are at least nine to indoctrinate them. And we're like epic own. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. like we have significant majorities in, in state Congress. You could do this within a week. You could literally have all 26 red states pass laws banning this type of surgery on minors within a week if yes. everybody were actually serious. And I really like that the discussion is focused on this happening to kids. But I fear because, I mean, it's good to appeal to the mainstream of like this is happening to kids. But at some point, we really are going to have to grow a spine and move the discussion beyond that because I don't think anyone actually believes that if a kid on their 18th birthday got in the car and then went and had one of these surgeries done that it's like totally okay. Mm-hmm. There is something deeply wrong with it because it is unnatural and it is disordered and it, that, 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 that is targeting children is deeply wrong but at some point we're going to have to extend that to its logical conclusion and just say the whole thing is wrong because otherwise it's just going to get back to that. Yeah. And I just want to make this last point. I don't understand how doctors knowing that these people have gender dysphoria, a mental health issue, Fixing it with the surgery, with the physical surgery. They don't care if they I fix know. it. They're making money off of it, Alex. But, but it's just so clear that it is a mental health issue. Great if they point, would, Alex. If they would address it, mm-hmm. the mental health aspect mm-hmm. of it, would be a lot better in my opinion. Yeah, well, think about all of the follow-up visits and the follow-up therapy they would you know, <laughs> miss, miss out, out on, on if yeah. they actually corrected the issue mentally. Um, all right, we've got more to come, but we've got to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
Earlier this week, Bill Gates appeared on CNBC and said Russia's invasion of Ukraine will actually be good in the long run because it will accelerate the transition to green energy. This seems to be the talking point of all of these uh, climate cultist leaders. We've heard it from the Biden administration. We've heard it from uh, just about all of them. Here is Bill Gates. Watch. People did get a little optimistic about how quickly the transition could be done now without uh, the Russian natural gas being available in Europe, uh, you know, we're, it's a setback. You know, we need to find non-Russian hydrocarbon sources to substitute for those. So there's coal plants running and a uh, variety of things uh, because, you know, keeping, you know, people warm, uh, keeping those economies in decent shape uh, is a priority. Now, on the other hand, it's good for the long run because uh, people won't want to be dependent on Russian natural gas. Uh, so they'll move to these new approaches more rapidly. Uh, he also said in the Breakthrough Energy Summit in Seattle this week that the ultimate measure of success is global greenhouse gas emissions. We need to go from 51 billion tons a year to zero <laughs> in the next three decades. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, and can't happen. And, and when he says we have to keep those economies warm and f until we take them over, until we conquer them, we don't want them to completely implode. And yes, I agree with you, Bill, that they need to walk away from Russian gas and come to American gas and American oil. And you're going to see that day. Wait, you're going to have to eat your shoe because you're going to see the day when the pendulum swings and we're going to drill. We're going to drill in Alaska. We're we are. I'm just waiting for an administration that said, let's go play for real. For once, I tell my kids this, do not play if you don't intend to win. Don't play. It's time we play to win again as America. Yeah. Well, I know we have enough oil and gas reserves in Texas alone to, you know, basically power the entire world and we don't take advantage of it. And I think when Doug Mastriano said that they had enough uh, energy in Pennsylvania and, mm -hmm. and you talked about Alaska. So the fact that we're not energy independent, it's like your football analogy, how you got to break it down. That's what Bill Gates wants. He wants us to break everything down to where there's going to be people that are freezing in Eastern Europe because they don't have any power. And he's going to say, oh, 100 people, 1,000 people may die. Well, it was good for the overall, for the big scheme of things. And that's what's so evil about these people is that the means justify the ends. So even if the means means killing people or people dying oh, yeah. that are innocent, it's justifiable. We're going to humiliate them back. You're going to see the Buyan Scouts of America march into Bill Gates' properties and seize his assets, seize his property. Then they're going to be erecting oil drilling apparatuses. We're going to drill for oil on his property. And we're going to lock him in a room with TVs everywhere and like in Clockwork Orange. And he's going to have to watch as all of his properties are being drilled. And we're, we're siphoning oil and natural gas and all these things. And then we're just going to use that to build this huge theme park. And we're just like going through all these natural resources just as like a big humiliation ritual. I like how this guy thinks. <laughs> and I yeah, see, I I'm, I'm Yako's top guy. <laughs> I like how he thinks. Okay, tinfoil hat time now, too. So Muammar Gaddafi, I think it was the 10-year or 12-year anniversary of his death. And Libya right now is the only country where they actually have open slave auctions. And before we came, he saw, we saw he died, Hillary Clinton's exact words. Muammar Gaddafi was using fracking to make Libya an energy-independent, actually energy provider for all of Northern Africa, for a lot of places. So that's the big threat. If any country realizes that, they can frack and they can turn their, their country into industrious, uh, yep. you know, beneficial to the country. No, they, they, they cut the lights out. They, they cut the power very fast. They don't want anybody else to be able to be independent. So I, um, you know, Bill Gates, 
all of these people who are AOC, all of these people who are running with this narrative that we're all going to die if we don't do something about the climate are just, I, I really feel like they need to take some responsibility for all of these crazy climate change cultists uh, who are doing things like gluing uh, their, what are they, gluing their hands to the floor uh, in a poor showroom in Wolfsburg, Germany. And then they be, yeah, there they are. This is, well, this is really smart guys, but it gets better. They were really upset because uh, Volkswagen told them that they supported their right to protest, but they refused our request to provide us with a bowl to urinate and defecate in in a decent manner while we are glued and have turned off the heating. People in support can't get out of the building. This guy went on to clarify that they were allowed to leave, but would not be allowed to return if they did, obviously. And uh, their demands were that the, well, this is just one of the demands, that the German government lower the speed limit to 100 kilometers per hour, which is about 62 miles per hour. And uh, outside, they raised a banner after they threw red paint on the steps of the pavilion. You know, I just like gluing your hand to uh, someone's private property, probably not a good idea. Not sure that if it's my property, I'm gonna give you a bowl for anything. See, see how they were positioned. What in my mind, what went through is call the doctors, bring them, medical, medical staff, start the car and drive the two arms off. Just drive over the arms and give them medical attention and send them home. That's what flashes through my mind. I mean, you know, it's like, what do you expect them to do when you do that? And they're like, they turned off the heat in this building. It could get cold for us. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. like, okay, and? They're just, I don't know, they're like waging a war on excellence. And you see this with all sorts of leftist types. Like, they're just this very, like, miserable, gross people who are just mad at anything that's cool. And, like, those cars <laughs> that they were sitting in front of, they're never in their lives going to create anything that's yep. even approximately as beautiful or exactly. as amazing as those machines. Or be able to afford them. It, real. And so there's that aspect. And then, too, it's like, it's not even a compelling argument because you people don't have kids and you don't believe in God. So, like, what is this all even for? Like, yeah. you're living and you want to live so long so you can just, like, smoke marijuana and watch porn. It's like, that's not compelling. Like, it's just, you know, oh, the world's going to end and we have to stay here so we can consume more media. It's like, eh, no, I'd rather just, like, you know, assuming even what you're saying about our finite natural resources is true, I'd rather create, like, prosperous societies to cultivate good people than just, like, participate with your ilk of degeneracy. I have to be devil's advocate. I mean, to be honest, I mean, Volkswagen and Porsche... As a man that defecates in a bowl almost every time, it's really not that much to ask. Uh, and on top of that... Do you, do you defecate in a bowl in a decent manner? Yeah, it's most decent, yeah. Well, not all the time. It depends on what I <laughs> ate for dinner. But uh, my point, if they really wanted to bring up a social issue, Volkswagen was created by Adolf Hitler. You know, they don't want to talk, they don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. you know? They don't want to talk about the creator of Porsche. And, uh, you know, obviously Porsche came from Volkswagen. They're not protesting that, that that company's still successful. And, you know, they got in a huge scandal because they were... Um, tricking the uh, testing so that they could have more diesel uh, fumes. So like I see why they went after him because they got in trouble with fraud for the climate change stuff. But if they really want to bring awareness to it, why don't they say, hey, you know, Adolf Hitler started this car brand. I think that would do more damage to the car brand and put them, you know, hurt their business more than just gluing your hands to a tile floor. Right. But, but what's the deal with the hands? You had you had I know, you had girls it. in the Louvre. Yeah, but then yeah, I know your hands to a painting yeah. inside of a painting. A painting, whatever. which by the way, we talked about it, and I was like, I don't, I knew, I'm like, I don't feel like the oil that was used in that is like 
the oil that they're protesting, and of course it was not. Maybe so. we should skip, like, because you have all these people coming in from the Middle East as refugees. Maybe we should skip the part where they're just, like, taking over low levels of position and just, you know, right to the top. And then you've got that, and they'll just cut people's hands off, like, oh, you're not supposed to do it, and then bam, hand off, oh, you said something that's, like, blasphemous, rip your tongue out. Like, that would almost be more effective in a be it barbaric way, yeah. but, like, I mean... No, you'll, well, do, it, you'll well, do it once or twice. Well, they say in Saudi no Arabia that, do it, yeah. and they say in Saudi Arabia you can just like leave your keys in yeah. your Ferrari because they'll cut your hand off if you steal it. High trust society. You wow. can't chew gum in Singapore. Yeah. I'm driving from the airport to the hotel, and the taxi driver says, "Sir, you didn't bring any gum, did you?" And he, and I go, "No, because I know they'll arrest you if you chew gum, because you throw gum on the ground." No, look, look, we can we can tighten the reins a little bit here, <laughs> Alex. We just a little bit. Yeah, just make an example. The next pedophile to rape a child. You just make an example. It's only got to happen a couple. You know, there yeah, was actually a, a book times. written called, uh, I think, The Case for Flogging. And they made a very interesting case to bring back, like, beating people in public. And that was basically, my high school upbringing. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, you know, it's, I guess, maybe an archaic idea, but it makes it a good a point. Lot, like, it does explain a lot. <laughs> or if you're a freak like me, I like to get spanked. If, if you're going to prison for the rest of your life, at that point, you're just transferring the burden from being a burden to the public to being a burden on their tax dollars. So why not just, you know, quick execution or whatever, quick beating in public, you know? Um, all right. We, I, <laughs> I'm sure you all have more to say on the subject, but uh, we're going to have to take a quick break. We'll be right back. What you get when you put three guys? I know. We were talking about the uh, January 6th committee and Steve Bannon earlier. Breaking news as of the time of this taping, of course, uh, that the the uh, U.S. House committee investigating all of this has formally formally issued a subpoena to former President Donald Trump today. And within their letter, they make, of course, numerous allegations against him, saying that he purposely and maliciously disseminated false allegations of fraud related to the 2020 presidential election in order to aid his effort to overturn the election and for purposes of soliciting contributions. Uh, let's see. Without any evidentiary basis, illegally pressured state officials and legislators to change the results of elections in their states, orchestrating and overseeing an effort to obtain and transmit false electoral certificates to Congress and the National Archives, filing false information under oath in federal court, sending a social media message to the nation at 2.24 p.m. while knowing full well that the violent attack on the Capitol was occurring, in which you incited further violence by publicly condemning your vice president and refusing for hours to disband your rioting supporters by instructing them to leave the Capitol while you watch the attack unfold on television. I feel like it should be signed with, so there, because that's about how I feel like they're acting when I read this. Okay, so does Trump, does he go and does he make the biggest mockery and scene of this committee? Because I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for that. I want it at this point. I want him to sit and just be completely belligerent and uncooperative and make them look very stupid. I don't think you see him go Alex Jones on him, like be belligerent. But I do think if he shows up, and his lawyer's job right now is to find a way for him not to show up. Mm -hmm. That's their job, okay? It's for him not to be exposed like that. But if he had to show up, I do think he does what he did in the debates. He rules the room and he right. takes over the room right. and just kindly 
just exerts. Does he do anything kindly? A little pressure. Yeah, he does. He is. He says, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> kindly come in and just exerts pressure and commands the room by interrupting. But I don't think he goes Alex Jones on him. You know, I don't well, think he so needs to go to Liz Cheney a little bit and make fun of her dad for killing a million Muslims. That'd be funny. I, so, okay, so here's another one. Uh, that, that Summoning tens of thousands of supporters to Washington and knowing they were angry and some were armed, sending them to the Capitol. It's like, how would he, how did, he knew that some of them were armed? It's just like, re, he refused to, to disband his supporters? Like, did, okay, so they, they, like, would have been so pissed if he showed up, right? So they would have, uh, like, just completely crucified him if he showed up to his supporters at the Capitol, but also they're trying to hammer him on refusing to do, like, how's he gonna, how's he gonna disband them? Mm -hmm. Show up? How do you communicate to them while they you know, while people are there? You think they're, they're you know, this, checking this, Twitter while you know this there? novel, this fictional novel is a fictional novel that lives on the, on the fictional Isle of Barnes and Noble. I mean, it's oh, it's bad, John. They corroborated like with their entire media syndicate to incite riots the summer prior to that, which did billions of dollars in damage, mm -hmm. took objectively more lives than were taken on January 6th. Also, that same stock of people has rioted in state capitals, and they did the same thing in D.C. when Trump was first inaugurated. Even that aside, no one actually believes that Donald Trump has, like, the political savoir-faire to, like, actually stage a coup. Like, no one actually believes he, like, knows what's necessary to actually, like, steal an election and take power. He was just rightfully criticizing uh, some certain incongruencies, which maybe were worth looking into. But, yeah, it's just, it's a total joke. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just kind of look at Trump. I'd love to see him get in there and just for the, you know, must-see TV aspect of it. But sadly, if Trump didn't even have Pence on his side and they actually think the QAnon shaman was going to go in there with two horns and decertify an election, you're mentally insane. It, well, it, and it's, I just think it's important for perspective to continue to remind everyone they, they still voted to certify it four hours after this. Yes. How, ba how bad was this? attack that they were still able to go in and do what they showed up to do four hours later. And Trump would be able to expose that very well. People, because we take him for granted, he is so good at winning the the, the favorability of the public. And like he people forget that he went up in 2015 and there was all this talk about all these rising Republican stars, you know, Bobby Jindal and Marco Rubio mm -hmm. and Scott Walker. And he just destroyed them. I mean, it was like insane. Jeb Bush. I mean, you're talking about like A-list GOP figures. Legacy. And he just like yeah. destroyed them. And now, when's the last time you've heard about what they're doing? Like, you haven't. And the same thing, he gets up on the debates against Hillary Clinton <laughs> and just blows her out of the water because you'd be in jail. Like, it was incredible. That's so, yeah, why I want it. Mm -hmm. I yeah. want this. I want to watch this. I feel like after the last two years, we deserve it. And, and that's such a good point, Sarah, because people forget <laughs> how important it is to have a president who's like funny in the White House. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. Look at the morale of this country in the 80s. It was fantastic. And that, you know, flowed into the 90s. Donald Trump was funny. Like, yeah. we really believed that the best days were ahead because we could turn on the television and see a guy who's like, that's funny. He called, like, Kim Jong-un fat, like, implicitly. <laughs> he said that my big red nuclear button is bigger than yours. That's hilarious. And now you've got Joe Biden who's like, and it's funny, but in a much more disturbing way. Right. Uh, all right. got to take another quick break. We'll be right back. It is funny in that really weird way. This week, Stacey Abrams celebrated record voter turnout, but of course also claimed voter suppression still exists. Work that one out in your head, watch. But yesterday we saw record turnout for early voting. Yes, we should be excited. 
But let's remember what that means. It does not mean that voter suppression doesn't exist. That's like saying that there are no more sharks in the water because more people get in. We know that voter suppression is alive and well in Georgia, but we're stronger, we're faster, and we're better than it, and we are going to bring it, and we're going to win this election. No, honey. You're not fast no, at cupcake. anything. No, I don't think you are. <laughs> You're not fast at anything. Let me tell you that right now. You roll slow. You're not fast at anything. If there were, like, voter suppression, that'd be, like, a very coordinated and sophisticated operation. Wouldn't that require a greater level of intelligence than something like just getting a driver's license? Yeah. Because they also are like, oh, well, that's racist because black people don't know how to get driver's licenses, but yet they know how to somehow, like, circumvent voter suppression. Well, they also, like... Are constantly saying every the election was real and there's no possible way that that they could ever mess with people's votes and voter suppression isn't mm -hmm. real. But only in 2016, is. not in 2020. Only, only in 2016 <laughs> and a whole bunch of times before that. And Hillary still doesn't accept that she lost the election. Right. Voter suppression is real, We're but also it's not her. real. But also, I think okay. she's going to run not. again. What if she runs again? Hillary? Yes. Oh. One of her big advisors said so. Uh, they're running Gavin so. Newsom. I'd love the Antichrist as our president. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.